This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming, but New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance, run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hi, welcome to Go. <laughs> My name's Mark. We're here today to learn about sports. Oh, Tyler's Hi. here too. Yeah, he is Tyler. <laughs> this is the fastest, most short intro you have ever done. What do you mean? It's all about efficiency. You can't be, you know, lollygagging around when it comes to sports talk. You just get in there and then you get out and you go home. And that's it. <laughs> There's a lot more to it than that. And I think you should know by now, since we've covered so many different sports, uh, that it's 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 more nuanced. Oh man, that's the first time I've said that word in a while. God, no. Nuanced. <laughs> no, no, we're not here about the nuances. We're here to talk about sport fails. Where's the sport fail compilation? I want to see people's legs being twisted into pretzels. I want to see people falling all over each other trying to get a ball, slipping and sliding, just being total goofs. I, we can do that, just not today. Oh, okay, fine then. Well, what are we doing today? Today, we're going to be doing the skiing primer, the one that people yelled at me about when the snowboarding came first. Like, oh, you did snowboarding first. Well, now I'm doing the skiing one or, uh, to appease them. I mean, it, the only fair way to do the sporting primers is to go chronologically from the very first sport ever done to the l most recent sport. And then we would never get anything interesting or popular ever. You're right. Because most of the ancient sports no longer really exist anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Some of them do. But that's what people wanted. They want to go in chronological order. Because how dare we do anything in the way that we do it. So we got to <laughs> get down to business and move forward. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know what? Actually, here's an interesting thing. Mm -hmm. I have a question for you. Okay. You know the name of this podcast, right? Yes. What is your favorite sports team? my favorite sports yeah, team? Yeah, what's your favorite sports team? Oh, I mean, it depends on the sport, depends on the no, variation. No, 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 no. We've been doing this podcast for a while now, and it, it, we've never answered this question. There's never been a jacuzzi about it, but I am jacuzzing you from the bottom of my soul. What is your favorite sports team? I mean, I guess the one I follow the most is the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh-huh. Is that your favorite, though? I mean, over the years, when I was little, it was the 49ers. Mm-hmm. 
I, I guess, yeah, I guess it would be the Bengals. The Bengals. Why, though? Out of all the sports teams out there, why the Bengals? Even though they haven't always been kind to me. Uh, I, I grew <laughs> up... single you personally? Is that what you're trying to insinuate there? <laughs> that's how sports fans view things. You know, they win. Uh-huh. Ownership hasn't historically done a lot for the fans, uh, at least in my lifetime. But... I think it comes down to my family. So my uncle always had season tickets growing up. Like my uncles went to the the freezer bowl that happened in Riverfront Stadium. So like it's one of those things where I've been able to go to games since I was a really little kid. Mm-hmm. And to be able to go and watch people like Corey Dillon and Carson Palmer, John Kitna, like Takeo Spikes, a bunch of these athletes growing up. And I grew up, you know, playing backyard football. Uh, It just, for me, there's a lot of fond memories around it of just spending time with loved ones Mm -hmm. Um, and being able to enjoy and commiserate in those fantastic moments and also sad moments where your team just really sucks. Like (laughs) Neil Rackers couldn't buy a field goal for a year. Uh Yeah. But then one of my favorite memories from the Bengals is when I went to a Steelers-Bengals game, which if you don't know, that's a huge heated rivalry, which I know you know, but Uh the audience might not know. It was cold. It was December, and I only had one winter coat, and it was black and yellow. And so I was obviously cheering for the Bengals, and the Bengals ended up winning with a field goal in overtime, I believe. And then as we were leaving, a bunch of Steelers fans were like, yeah, it doesn't matter. We're going to the Super Bowl. Woo, go Steelers. And I didn't know any better. I thought this person was like congratulating us on the Bengals. So I got like fist bumps and all kinds of stuff. Uh When the rest of my family are in Bengals colors and I'm wearing my winter coat and my dad and my uncle still find that to be a really funny story because I I was happy the Bengals won and then I was happy people were like high-fiving me and stuff. Yeah, (laughs) that's really cool. It's so it's like tied into a lot of memories about family and, and, you know, it's not always the good memories that make something your favorite. And, and that's what I think about a lot in many things outside of even sports and stuff. It's like if something was good and the best and just winning all the time, that might not necessarily make it your favorite. In fact, that probably garners a lot of hate. It's why Tom Brady being the best player of all time, <laughs> just cause he wins and wins, he wins, he win, wins, wins. You know, he's not your favorite though, because even though he should be by all statistical counts should definitely be your favorite specifically. <laughs> Excuse me. Death is coming to claim me. I think Tyler's force choking me through the radio. <laughs> Anyway, I inhaled um, my own spit. I wasn't done. <laughs> I was making another point. <laughs> oh, okay, go on. Go no, on. It's just like um, it, it, you take the good with the bad. So, like in relation to a lot of things in my life that I really, really enjoy, it doesn't mean that it wasn't extremely hard. It it didn't always have like positive emotions and and uh, mm-hmm. those those experiences and the sports teams. It's about the journey through their rise or fall and and I think that's what sports is about that I'm learning anyway is like seeing the rise and fall. It's great to have one year where your team just wins everything, but it would mean more if the previous years were tumultuous, difficult struggle like hard work yeah. really digging deep and then performing incredibly I, I think that was why it was great to see the Bengals succeed and go to the Super Bowl uh last year because it was after how many years 30 something 30 35 year 
playoff drought or yeah. something like that. And yeah. like seeing after that long drought and then all the pride in Cincinnati, even though they didn't win, it was a close game. I didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Yeah, you were on a plane, even though yeah. planes have live TV now. I don't watch that. I was busy. It was something else. That was probably writing the movie that you're working on now. No, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I was thinking about space at that time. But yeah, it's just like it is it is about the journey. So uh, for everyone out there who has their own favorite sport or sports team, like, look, you're, you're losing right now. You're down. It's it's an off year. You know, Tyler is your Tom Brady. Everyone listening. Oh, he's God. just he's the go to the podcast. He's just nothing. Nothing but wins and wins and wins. But, you know, he's going to get his he's going to he's going to. He's going to get his comeuppance. He's going to retire eventually. The audience has had plenty of jacuses where they've had wins over me and being like, oh, this like when I didn't pay attention and didn't update the Major League Baseball rule set to the fact that they started doing universal DHs in both leagues. When I did the baseball primer, I got that wrong uh-huh. because I was hopeful that it wouldn't change mm-hmm. or the hockey people yelling at me for whatever reason because I didn't understand icing or talk about specific things that they wanted me to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like they've had their wins. They've corrected me on things. They've corrected me on pronunciation, which really this isn't an English podcast and English was my worst subject. But, uh-huh. you know, they've had their wins too. All right. You got to give them the, their due. Uh-huh. And then, Mark, you know, you've won as well. I've won? What have I won? You've made me laugh. You've definitely asked questions that have thrown me off. And you've definitely beaten me in uh, March Madness brackets last year. Not this year, though. Uh Uh-huh. Interesting. That doesn't feel like winning, though. That was just destiny. (laughs) (laughs) That was just fate. You're like, I'm just picking this. and It works. Uh, Well, you know, in that vein, I am going to... I'm taking over the podcast today. <laughs> Whoa! Oh! Oh! We're not okay, talking right. about skiing. Get wrecked, everyone who was hoping for it. It's not happening. Not today. Not on my watch because oh. I have some things to talk about in the world of sports news. Okay. All right. I yeah. am intrigued. This this is a this is a first, everybody. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this right? is very much a first. Yeah. Wait. Which one? Let me. Let me. I didn't plan for this. I just <laughs> I just decided this right now that I'm going to do this. All right. I've got to jacuse then. Oh, uh, what? The ghosts of myself are possessing me. <laughs> okay. Interesting. This is a strange episode, everyone. I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> All right, I got to accuse against the audience. Uh, Specifically, Zandy Danzy over on the Discord. Zandy Danzy, that's made up. Zandy Danzy decided to say, I'm a pro wrestling fan, mm-hmm. and I highly doubt they will do anything wrestling related. Maybe amateur wrestling, since both Mark and Tyler have talked about it in the past. And I say, excuse you. Amateur <laughs> Amateur. Amateur wrestling. Amateur wrestling. You mean the real sport of wrestling? The one where they go to the Olympics and compete and not do sports entertainment, which would be the fake wrestling? It's not a sport. It's entertainment and it's glorious and they're insanely athletic. But still, to call it amateur? Excuse you. You need to enter the ring of real wrestling. Get thrown to the ground. Pummeled in the face with cross faces, choked to death, maybe, probably not. That's the other wrestling, but pinned to your back and forced to fight up against some of the greatest wrestlers of all time in real 
wrestling, uh-huh. not this amateur bullshit you're calling it. The real stuff. Uh huh. Wow. Mark and I both did the real wrestling. It's no amateur bullshit about it. Well, actually, I would think that junior high and early high school wrestling would probably be considered amateur wrestling if we're going to be perfectly honest about it. You're right. You're right. But the Olympic level wrestling, that's the true professional wrestlers. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. All right, Jacuzzi is expelled. <laughs> all right, all right. Then I've got I've got some Jacuzzi's if you want to if you want to keep going on the Jacuzzi's. <laughs> if you want to Jacuzzi, I, I I already Jacuzzi the audience, so. Yeah. A remarkable bar 3337 said, "Where's the video?" I've been forced to simply imagine Tyler and Mark's handsome faces as they discussed sports from every angle. When I saw that the podcast was going video, I was excited. However, it still hasn't happened yet. So when is it coming, lol? Uh, are, are wait? <laughs> I feel like this jacuzzi is directed towards me, even though I'm not the one that's stopping it. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute! Hold up the phone here! I'm not stopping it! I'm not stopping it! What are you talking about? You're just occupied making a movie, and the movie needs all of your glorious soul that it's stealing through the camera lens that some people believe in. You already know I have a camera here I could turn on at any time. You're the one that didn't want to use the online software to be able to us to have the video to talk to each other. It's your fault that we're not doing the video. Hold on. I asked you specifically when this whole thing started, if we were going to start video and you're like, oh, no, no, no. Let's wait a little bit till I get back. And I'm like, I never got offered the software. You never said any word to me about doing anything with the software. software. I don't even know what it is, but I'm busy making a movie. You could look into the software. It's not my fault that you don't know how to use it. Anyway. So, uh, it's all Tyler's fault. That's why there's no video just yet. Um, but, uh, we literally could start at any time. There's not much difference between doing it here and doing it <laughs> And, uh, it's not pure laziness. It's, we're both very busy. Yes. Yes. Mm, yeah, exactly. There's actually, there's been a lot of good jacuzzis lately, but I could, I, 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 we could make a whole episode of just doing jacuzzis and I don't feel like we should do that. There's, <laughs> That's there's, fair. That's there's fair. a very thorough jacuzzi about war and sports, uh, which is something oh. that we could talk about because fearless pick 9519 said, I'm not exactly sure if this counts as a jacuzzi, but since Tyler hasn't mentioned it over the course of multiple episodes where I feel as if it may have been relevant as of the weather environment episode, maybe it's come up since then. I feel as if if it is my responsibility as a scholar in the subject to bring it up. Around the time of December 24th to 25th, 1914, on the Western Front, the Imperial German Army, British Expeditionary Force, French Armée de Terre, and others laid down their arms in spite of their officers' orders and engaged in various festivities on the battlefield. To keep it short, the portion of these activities which are actually relevant to this podcast include impromptu games of football, soccer, in which the respective armies would face each other not on the battlefield, but on the field of play. Often lacking the necessary equipment to play the game, soldiers would substitute cans of corned beef for balls and lay their jackets upon the ground to serve as goalposts. The games were friendly, a stark contrast from the soldiers' dreary and excessively violent lives in the trenches. This perhaps constitutes one of the most fascinating and edifying events in the history of sport and humans alike. If I may humbly suggest a future topic for the podcast, war and sport may be one with much potential. 
This could, of course, include sports teams inside the military, international war games, war imitating sports such as paintball and airsoft, or sports such as lacrosse, which some scholars suggest were developed to prepare men for warfare. I don't know. Is that true? I mean, technically, there are a bunch of war games and sport-like activities. That no lacrosse. Are no lacrosse. Oh. I didn't hear the lacrosse part. What was lacrosse? That was literally the last thing I said. How, wh what? Sorry, I, I I apparently was thinking about the thing before that instead of the thing you were you currently saying. No, you weren't part. listening. You could just say it. You could just say it. Uh, oh, you could just uh, say uh, it. All right. I, I wasn't paying enough attention when you spoke about that part. That's not what I said you could say. You weren't listening to me. <laughs> because I was listening, I just... No, it went in. Oh. All right, anyway. All so, right, yeah, all right. No, I wasn't is, listening at the tail end. I don't care anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, this is a, this is a subject that uh, some people may know about and others may not. But it it actually is a true event that occurred in World War One. And there's yeah, the been Christmas a few, Day. Yeah, there's a few dramatic like reenactments of it. And there's a it's almost like a short film about this thing it might have been who knows a commercial for probably insurance there was know. a commercial yeah. yeah it's just like what what a subject to sell your product to but it, it, the actual thing is it's heartwarming and also heartbreaking at the same time because it, it, it is like it was christmas and the two opposing armies in their trenches in world war one was like trench warfare it was brutal it was terrible conditions but to think that like humanity peaked through despite it, like all of these people in charge back in their home countries, back in their comfortable places, you know, ordering war to occur. And these soldiers on the ground took a moment to actually risk their life by being like, can we talk? You know, can we talk? It's Christmas. Why not? Let's try to actually celebrate. And they did. And, uh, you know, it only it was an isolated thing, of course, but to know that. For a moment, people that were just a day before killing each other stopped and talked and played games and shared, you know, and, and ate food together. And I heard that after that day, you know, I'm not sure how many, but a significant portion of the soldiers on both sides just simply refused to fight when they were ordered to attack again. Because once you see that your quote unquote enemy is just another person with their own hopes and dreams and they are fighting for something you know that they believe in and and most of the time when you're staring down the barrel of a gun uh, not that i've ever done it but at another person across the field it's very hard to connect to them on an emotional level but through sport and through camaraderie they were able to actually see the humanity even if there was a language barrier they were able to see each other as people and i think like that is like an incredibly uh, heartwarming thing but at the end of it like the next day they went back to war and even if half of them refused to fight half of them still followed the orders and war continued and it was still brutal but for one day like one moment it was able to bring people together and it's like man if more people just took the time to understand what was happening and, and maybe play a game because you don't really need language to play a game that's one of the beautiful things about world cups and the olympics you know people could compete from a diverse tapestry of backgrounds and they can they can come from anywhere and they can participate and they can really show their skill and they can have togetherness and i think that's that's beautiful but that is a bittersweet story indeed and uh we're actually going to have a episode planned already about that deep dive into that particular story and the events that unfolded the, on that faithful christmas day Closer to Christmas, because that was already on my docket to type up before that jacuzzi ever came out. Well, too late now. It's Christmas <laughs> in April. 
I haven't one. finished doing the research. What do you mean finished doing the research? We just researched it. It's all here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Done and dusted. Boom. All right. We got you got an episode early, everybody. You should be grateful for that. All you, <laughs> you ski freaks out there thought you were getting a ski primer. No, we're going to get a spoiler episode. Is that what you're... I'm calling this... This episode's name is officially the Mark Hijacks <laughs> the podcast. This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming, but New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance, run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, Will, hit the hard-hitting uh, sport news music that we ha- you have queued up for me. Yep, that was probably it. <laughs> Get ready for unicycle hockey! <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> this was actually part of a jacuzzi, and I had to look up what the hell this was, because I have, I have not, because uh, literally it was, Tyler, how dare you? How could you not have done a primer on unicycle hockey by now? <laughs> I can't even count how many times I've seen the people on the subreddit asking for it. Stop trying to hide it from the people and get it. Get it. <laughs> Give us what we're looking That's for. Like a- it's like a subtle jacuzzi at the jacuzzers about asking for things. Everyone's getting jacuzzed here. No one's <laughs> safe from the jacuzzers when I take over. And this is where it would be incredible if we had video because then we could show it for you. But we can't because Tyler was too lazy for it. That was another jacuzzi. Put a point in Mark's jacuzzi bucket. I'm going to figure out this software thing that you guys use over on that distractible podcast and uh. just copy and paste it yeah do that yeah good luck anyway that's the unicycle hockey i'm watching a video that was posted just a day ago over on reddit and it's you know you might think you know what unicycle hockey could be and you're probably right uh if you imagine people playing like floor hockey in a indoor gymnasium on unicycles that's exactly what it is <laughs> there is there are two teams with hockey sticks and a ball inside a uh, gymnasium like the size of a basketball court um and they are on unicycles and they are playing hockey and boy howdy this is really hilarious <laughs> apparently in 1976 a unicycle hockey club named wheel people was founded in california wheel people wheel, wheel people, people. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I mean, like, obviously looking at it, it's very difficult and it takes some skill and it takes coordination and it takes balance. But it's just so funny for me to look at because I can't help but hear clown squeaks and honks when they're they literally. Ah, <laughs> 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 the fuck. God damn it. Will put in a cloud. That was awful. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Will, rescue me. Make it sound good. Make it sound like I actually can make a that sound effect. Will, please. Mm-mm-mm. I'm good. Oh my god, that's so hard. <laughs> Why is that so hard to make that sound effect? <laughs> it's not. It's. I'm trying to. What? <laughs> Are you trying to do my goose call? No, I'm not trying to do your goose. I'm trying to do a clown honk. Why don't I people No You know, a clown. This is a new sport, the, honk, the clown honk, honk competition. Anyway, I can't help but hear them honking as they're you know, you know what? If I could add an adjustment to this sport, I think they should all have to dress up as clowns. Yeah, exactly. They while playing, <laughs> there and the honks are a clear distraction. They attempt to make each other laugh so that yeah. they fall over. No, it's it's the first sport that you don't need to uh, speak. You can speak in any language because your signals is all through honking your nose. <laughs> so you have to, anytime you want to communicate, you gotta honk your big clown nose. And then somebody accidentally high sticks and honks the nose. It's like, everybody get down and we're doing the secret play. <laughs> it's a tactic to mess with your team. You initiate honks. <laughs> Call it inverse honking. A forced you're, honk. You're, <laughs> you're cycling next to the other person. You just reach over and start honking their noise in weird Morse code patterns. <laughs> Unnecessary honking. Offense. <laughs> five honk penalty. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so that's apparently unicycle hockey, uh, and it's a real thing. I didn't think that it was, but my God, that is real. So apparently, uh, I, I just quickly looked it up. Any stick which is legal in ice hockey, other than that of the goalkeeper, can be used. Mm-hmm. And then there's a maximum size for like the the wheel of 24 inches. <laughs> Oh, here comes Tyler with all the statistics he has to get. Oh, I know everyone listening was burning to know what the wheel diameter limit was. (laughs) (laughs) People were just, ooh, where was it? Who cares? So it's actually interesting. The first European championship for the sport took place at the European Juggling Convention in Birmingham. Of course it was. It's just the clown (laughs) school. That's all it was. And world championships took place in Unicon, uh, Minneapolis. Uh, What is that? The seventh mm -hmm. United States in 1994. It was the first world championship. Right. You know, what would really innovate this is if it was uh, electric unicycles. Oh, my God. God. That would be deadly. Oh, that would be insane. You would have to actually wear hockey padding or even heavier padding. Yeah, because lacrosse, they do have almost like football pads, right? Yeah, yeah, very similar. I think they actually cover a little bit more, but they're a little bit thinner. It's it's different. One of my younger cousins played lacrosse throughout high school. So. Is lacrosse a full contact sport? For men, yes. Mm, interesting. 
it's really interesting the difference between men's and women's lacrosse. And frankly, I think they should be the same, just like I think men's and women's basketball should play with the same ball because then they're more comparable. There's lots of things that they just do for the sake of doing it. I understand certain aspects of it. Uh But for women's lacrosse, they don't wear full body padding. It's still full contact. They still collide and stuff. But they only have like these weird wired like eye protectors so Uh that the ball doesn't go in their eyes. Fascinating. The ball's exactly the same. Still yeah. a hard, hard metal cord rubber ball. Crazy. For those of you who don't know, we talked about a while back on like there was electric motorsports that we were talking about a little bit, but there's uh, electric unicycles exist. I actually bought one and I never took the time to get good at it. I was got so busy with other things, but I was able to ride it a little bit and make some turns here and there. Those things, some of them can go up to 40 to 50 miles an hour. And I'm not joking. They can go that fast. And these are consumer level. Well, they're high end consumer level things, but you can get them. You can buy them and you can wipe out at 50 miles an hour with nothing but the padding you have. So if this was electric unicycle uh, hockey, then that would be a much more aggressive, engaging and intense sport, but also much more likely to injure yourself and other people because there's there's wolf. Is just annihilating. Apparently, in August of last year, the fastest in the world electric unicycle launched with a top speed of 87 miles per hour. Oh, God. Which oh, I imagine it might be even faster now because it's been a year since then, but it seems to still be claimed as the fastest in the world uh, uh, with that high speed. Uh-huh. I uh, I just like there's so many different ways. Oh God, what is ski biker cross? Oh, there's so many things. Mark. What is ski biker cross? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> We're gonna talk about everything before we get to skiing. We're gonna talk about every possible configuration. <laughs> I have to I have to show you what what this is. <laughs> this is what in the frick is this? It's like oh yeah, I've seen this. <laughs> It's, 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 oh my God, it's, it's a different version of skiing. God, yes. skiers are going to be so mad. All right, we got to talk about ski biker cross. <laughs> so I, I, the only thing I could describe it is like, it's a, it's like, it's a bicycle with skis for wheels. That's literally it. But it's just like down this mountain, I just see a whole herd of people just skiing down. Well, not skiing down, but biking down on on skis. And it's just like, would that even work? I mean, apparently it's working, but they can't pedal or anything like that. It's just they ride it. Yeah, it's um. so it works the same thing as like skiing or snowboarding. You just use gravity to pull you forward like you push like you would like a scooter to Uh just get a start going. Yeah. And then you, you're able to turn with your leans just like you would on a bike or a motorcycle or anything like that. Uh The front ski can turn a little bit for like sharper turns, but for the most part, it's just leaning and, and carving into the edges. It works exactly the same as a snowboard wor- would, uh-huh. but you got a handlebar and a seat, so you're, it looks like you're on a scooter. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Anything to get away from the boring nerd sport that is skiing. All of you loser skiers aren't on your bikes. The only thing I don't understand about this is a bicycle works because it has spinning wheels. That's kind of why a bike works. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, you're not getting the advantage of the conservation of angular momentum that (laughs) keeps you upright. (laughs) 
and you're not even able to use your your legs to balance it just seems like a worse way to do it it seems like a really truly terrible way to go down a hill because every single clip in this video that i'm watching they crash they crash in every single one of these there's someone <laughs> crashing and i'm like yeah it makes sense because you can't control it <laughs> there's another one wiped out there there's another one wiped out there it's just it's just crashing you know it's for the extreme sport enthusiasts who want to make things difficult the bmx bikers wanted to be like the skateboarders when they went on the slope so they're like oh i'm gonna make a ski bike yeah exactly it's it, it is really really funny because I don't know if there was ever any thought process into the actual reason why bicycles. For those of you who don't know and haven't been in like high school physics, the reason a bike stays upright is because of a principle called conservation of angular momentum. And I'm going to look up the definition for it so I don't look like, like an idiot. I mean, basically, you have two vertical gyroscopes, one you're constantly powering by your pedals. Okay, I was trying to dumb it down for them. <laughs> Is gyroscope not dumbing it down? People, you think the average person knows what a gyroscope is? I mean, I did. A lot of people out there, I'm talking about the average person, a gyroscope is a, basically a spinning disc, and it can stay in its axis of spin. It's perpendicular to the axis of spin. It wants to maintain that angle that it's at. So when you turn a spinning disc, it applies a rotational force that is, I believe, is it perpendicular to the, the direction that it's spin, that you're turning a spin? Either way, it's what keeps you upright on a two-wheeled vehicle is because it wants to maintain that angle of its spin, its angular momentum, or it's also called rotational momentum. A ski bike doesn't do that. It doesn't spin. There's no gyroscope, so it no want stay up. In fact, it looks like the two front and half turn in different directions. <laughs> so I think it's just... Wait, no. No, that can't be true. It looks like it. I don't know. Maybe it's just when they wipe out, it just so happens to turn in different directions. Or maybe the back one is stable and the front one is it. It doesn't seem to be working. I'm just going to say that straight up. Every single one of these has someone crashing. <laughs> Anyway, I'm checking to see if the back one, the back one seems to stay put. I okay. think the front one only turns. It's just every single person. And it's, it's made in like a GoPro video where it's supposed to be like cool, but it's like every single clip someone's wiping out. It and seriously does look like BMX bikers headed to the slopes. I'm looking up different pictures and different stuff and mm -hmm. people are doing wheelies and tricks and all this other stuff that BMX bikers do. Uh -huh. I actually see... There's apparently a fat bike ski review where they literally have a off-road tire like our uh, Super 73s have, like a big thick boy on the uh, back yeah. and a ski in the front. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, so they get a little bit of the angular momentum there. Yeah, that's good. And when they go off the line, they're hip, hip, hippity, hoppity, hip, 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 hop. <laughs> anyway. Um, that's, uh, that's enough of that though. Sorry, everybody. I will now turn it over back to Tyler for today's regularly scheduled programming. What? <laughs> I have like 25 minutes unless this episode is going to be really long. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about skiing. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Are you being serious? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, do it. <clears throat> Well, Mark, we know you skied before. You wrecked a lot. And in Breaking fact, news! We have <laughs> urgent news bulletin. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> 
<laughs> look, man, look, man, you don't have enough time to go into the all the articulations of skiing. You'd be you'd have to cut it down too much. And then people would be so upset. You don't want to upset the skiers. I know they'd be like the hockey fans all over again. Yeah, they, they all with their their sweater vests and their 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 scarves and their knit mittens and whatever else they have and their their trust funds and you know their country clubs and uh, you don't want any of that. Cerave facial moisturizers with SPF protect skin against damaging UV rays and continuously deliver three essential ceramides to help restore skin's protective barrier so it can lock in moisture. Non-greasy, fragrance-free, and won't clog pores? With CeraVe, skin feels hydrated and looks healthy all day. CeraVe facial moisturizers with SPF from the number one dermatologist recommended facial moisturizer brand. I want to talk about combat juggling. (laughs) (laughs) These are so many sports I have written down to cover at some point. And you're just like, ah, this is interesting. I want to talk about this now. What else are we going to do? Oh, I'm sorry. You're trying to ration out when I see something called combat juggling. Is that, oh, I'm sorry. All right. right. Have you seen car jujitsu? Car (laughs) jujitsu. No, I have not, but I'm going to share a video. I'm sure. Okay. If this is all on your research doc, were you really going to make a whole video about combat juggling? <laughs> Listen, I had plans to give you notes to go over things and try and convince <laughs> me whether it was a sport or not, ah, because I, see. I wasn't going to look it up. This is the benefit of me getting the, the research and writing assistant that helps me come up with episode ideas is now I could give you things to where you can do the two sports in one lie. And I have to figure out which one's true. Uh-huh. Well, interesting. Well, it's too late because I want to talk about combat juggling. All right. All right. Okay, so this is ESPN's <laughs> Instagram, which I have also seen. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Someone got bonked on the head in the other team. So it's two jugglers, right? No, it's two teams of jugglers. Oh my God, there's all of them. Yes. So they're trying to juggle and then interfere with the other one catching it. But I can't make out what the actual rule is for when and where. Is it just trying to hit the other one while it's in the air? Like Yeah, so <laughs> it... It seems to me, and this is this is just what I'm anticipating it being, it, they start off like dodgeball. They're on both ends, uh-huh. and they have to juggle the entire time. And the goal is to knock out opponents of the other team by making them drop their juggling. So you cannot stop juggling at any point in time, which means when you have to go on the offensive, you throw one really high in the air and are like trying to hit the other guy's uh, juggle piece to then make them not be able to continue juggling, and that way they are out. Just like in dodgeball, if you hit somebody with the dodgeball, you're out. Interesting. So one juggling stick has to be up in the air at all times. It just seems like you're going to whap someone in the face repeatedly with a with a, a juggling stick, I believe, is a piece of wood that looks like a baseball bat got stung by a bee, right? Yeah. So it's swollen on the tip. Uh, actually, the full front half of it is it's like a bowling pin. You're just trying to juggle a bowling yep. pin, right? That's what it looks and they're like. Whapping. They're like up in each other's faces, looking up straight up, not looking at where their hands 
hands are going and they're just like trying to whap to their right and I can just see like broken nose city just like getting a bowling pin smacked into your head and then it happens because they this guy tries to hit it out of the air and it goes across the room and smacks someone in the face <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> my god this is a uh, incredible sport I, I wonder if there's like uh, you know how hockey has the hat trick for scoring three goals sure. i wonder if there's like a trick that if you hit the other person's pin and it knocks out two of the other teammates it's like a a juggle trick or something <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean I, I would guess you could just have like a uh, a kamikaze attack where you just throw all three of your pins as the other team is in the <laughs> air and so you're just like oh and you just like you go down but you get three others out at the same time right <laughs> all right guys all right guys here's my game plan here's my game plan I'm going to just throw all of mine in the air and just mm. tackle them all in a single file line. <laughs> just bam, 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 and we'll win. You know, it could be like, it could be an interesting thing where they all have three, right? But what if you have like your juggernaut and you they've got like six, six up in the air. It's like, oh, I've got so <laughs> many chances. And, you know, it's just like, you got to knock out all. You get one with six and then the others have three and then they can like use it like a machine gun and just like, <laughs> see, I still think that's, that's a disadvantage because once one hits, you've failed at juggling the amount you have oh interesting so you have to maintain the amount or is it like mario <laughs> like cart where you have to have three, you have three balloons you have pop all the balloons. <laughs> um i would imagine it's when one hits the ground uh -huh. but an interesting strategy would be to pass your juggling pins in the course of combat to a juggling teammate to them make them juggle more because they're in the safe spot uh -huh. while you attack Interesting. So I could see that working. See, this is the other thing about sports where I have no idea where people get into this because I can see people making stuff up all the time. You see it all over the place. People just like come up with random rules for a game and then they're like, yeah, this is a game that we're playing. But when it comes down to getting enough people that there's an actual tournament that is televised, apparently, where there's two teams doing this at the same time, it's like, how did you get the word out to all the jugglers? How did you communicate? Where is the forum of juggling that you're tapping into this body of talent from? How do people find out about this? <laughs> yeah. Clown school, Mark. Clown school. It's all clown school. They're going to combine unicycle hockey with combat juggling, and you're going to be hockey juggling on a unicycle with your honky honk nose. <laughs> with your, <laughs> You know, you're probably not wrong about that, because I imagine all these people that go to clown school, and for those of you who don't know, clown school is a thing yes it is <laughs> it's it's a real thing i don't know if it's just one place called the clown school uh clowns without borders <laughs> okay top clown schools in the u.s i don't mean to make fun i know this is very serious for many people there's dell art international which is in blue lake california there's center for movement theater with Do dodi DeSanto. Celebration Barn Theater, Pig Iron, Circus Center, and many, many more. So clown school is a real thing where you learn all the basic elements of being a clown. Wait, wait, top 30 clown schools. Just in, in Austin. Interesting. Bonzo Crunch, Fool at Large, Zippy is Silly, Maggie the Happy Clown, Fonzie the Clown, Star Montessori School, the Superhero University. There's so many clown schools. 
So all these people. For a second, I thought you were just naming clowns. No, well, I mean, probably they want. You know, if you're a clown, you want your name out there. You got to put your name on the school. You know, you're going to do that, (laughs) right? Oh, I don't. I don't think Texas Firearms Academy is a clown school. I don't know about that. Uh, but all these people with clown skills, you know, clowns ride on unicycles. They uh, they juggle and um, they get pissed off and they attack each other. And I'm sure that if they can get all these clown emotions out in a reasonable way, they come up with a sport. And that's probably how they know all the people that can also do a unicycle or juggle. And that's where these sports start from. Incredible. Incredible. I just found another blurb about combat juggling. Uh Juggling martial art, where the only rule is last person juggling wins. Oh, okay. Apparently, roughly 700 people have taken part in official tournaments. At once? I don't think at once. Maybe at once. Could what, be. what does that even sound like? I just, I don't know why, but I'm trying to imagine the sound of 700 people juggling all at once. Yeah, so this is on uh, LukeBurridge.com. He's an international juggler and entertainer, and he's talking about combat juggling. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, Tyler's talked up a lot about his uh, writing assistant that's helping him with his stories, quote unquote. Uh, But I have my own lead researcher who helps me with coming up with incredible hard hitting news and reports. Did you know about this? I I did not. Yeah, I didn't think so. Because I have another breaking news bulletin. Will, hit the music. God, I hope that's good music. I don't know what it's going to sound like, but I know it's going to be good, right, Will? You wouldn't put Clown Brigade behind my news bulletins, would you? <laughs> no. No, would never. no, wouldn't dare. All right, so this is an article from The War Eagle Reader, written by Jeremy Henderson in 2013. It's called USA Today, 1896 Auburn Prank on Georgia Tech, second best in college sports history. So I'm about to tell you the second best college prank ever in sports history. Do you have any idea what this is? And if you do, don't say it. I, I honestly don't know. Uh, yeah, I bet you didn't. So it was Auburn's first home game against Georgia Tech. Their first home game ever, actually, November 7th, 1896. The Tigers destroyed the Yellow Jackets in the shadow of Samford Tower to the killer tune of 45 to nothing. However, there's a good chance the game was not decided, at least entirely by Auburn's superior grasp of X's and O's, but rather Tech's curious lack of Z's. This is about football, I believe. I don't entirely know. It doesn't really say, but I think it's about football. So anyway, the buzz, as it were, was that the coachless team from Georgia was hitting town by train in the wee game day morning hours, and so unknown number of Auburn cadets decided to welcome the team by literally greasing the rails for an Auburn victory, conspiring under an Alabama midnight only two days removed from a new moon to coat more than 400 yards worth of rail on either side of the train station with pig grease, lard, and soap. The result, an unstoppable breakless slide past Auburn halfway to Lochapoca, nearly five miles away. So to- Whoa, whoa, hold on. Let's talk about how dangerous that would be. No, 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 listen, it's 1896. It's different times back then. <laughs> That is absolutely insanely dangerous. If a train cannot stop. Uh-huh. It can't stop at all. It's just completely unstoppable. <laughs> it's just greased. Yeah. So I want people to realize like trains are big and huge and whatever. They are very difficult to stop. It's all about momentum. Like we just, who knew that this episode was going to be a physics lesson, right? <laughs> 
just like angular momentum, momentum in any form is kind of a bitch. Uh, it doesn't want to change. In fact, that's the whole thing. Uh, inertia and momentum. Matter in motion wants to stay in motion. Some smart guy in the past said something like that. So when you grease up 400 yards, and 400 yards seems so excessive to grease. That's four football fields. It's four football fields long of just grease. <laughs> that's a lot of grease. That's a, how many? Wait. Did you say specifically like pig grease? Pig grease, lard, and soap. Okay, so some lard, but that's all the amount of pigs. Yeah, it's actually funny because lard is made from pigs, so I don't know why they're saying the specificity of pig grease and lard because I'm pretty sure lard is pig grease. But it, oh, it might be a combination thing from other animals. Who knows? I don't know. Whatever. I'm not a lard expert here. Um, <laughs> But so this thing slid five miles. Can you imagine something trying to stop for five miles and not being able to? Imagine you were driving in your car at the speed of like a train, which trains back in then, who knows how fast it was going, maybe like 30, 40 miles an hour, probably mm -hmm. blowing through train crossings. You know, this is before really like automobiles were a huge thing. Actually, I don't even know if there were automobiles at this point. So train was kind of like the only thing going through. You had horses and buggies. Probably. God, that's even more terrifying if a train hits a horse and buggy. And it's going for five miles, just an unstoppable nightmare. And so what happened is the thing, uh, the article continues. The thing is, the team didn't really need the insurance. The Tigers had rested from their last game for a full month. That was a 46 and zero mauling of Mercer, which Tech had just beaten six to four in their first game of the season on Halloween. I don't know what they're talking about anymore. Six to four. 46 to nothing. Is this football? I have no... I, I, I have no idea. Uh, the Yellow Jackets had once tied Auburn's in Southern football but, football, but never beaten them, which would take 10 more years. Anyway, Tech lugs their gear back to town, keeping close to the track, stumbling and tripping on the cross ties, huffing and puffing and cussing. It must have been hell. So they walked five miles with all of their gear back oh my God. to the town and then played the game and were crushed 46 to nothing or 45 to nothing. So, yeah. That was a prank, <laughs> quote unquote prank. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a prank. That was <laughs> endangerment. <laughs> eh, whatever. Like I said, eighteen ninety six. Different times back then. Different times. But that was only the second best prank in sporting history, according to USA Today. Uh, so I don't know if they're an authority on sports pranks, but that's what they said. But you want to know what the most? Wait, let me see. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Would you want to know what the number one best prank in college sports history was? Unless this was an idea that you had, and I'm ruining it all by no, spoiling go it. Go for it. Okay, go for it. So apparently, the number one is Army steals Navy's goat. So the most. Oh, I know this story. Yeah. You do. Okay. So the yeah. most intense rivalry in college sports has seen pranks dating back a hundred years. There have been cannons dumped into rivers, uniform thefts, email blasts, painted messages, flyby stale cheese, flower dumps, and helicopters dropping ping pong balls on cadets in formation. One of the oldest and most simple is still the best. Army first stole Navy's goat mascot, Bill, in 1953. Since then, the goat has been taken on a number of occasions. It's been found tied to a post near the Pentagon or appearing in a New York Times ad reading, Hey Navy, do you know where your kid is today? Navy got even in 1991 and stole Army's mule for the first time. I think that should be below greasing 400 yards of rail. <laughs> 
They I stole mean, I wait, go ahead. I have another thing to add to this. Mascot thing. theft is one of the most common pranks in college sports. Yeah. It's basically gone away now because and the only reason Army and Navy can do it still is because they're disciplined. A lot of other schools, most of the time it's student bodies and they tend to do stuff that's a little more vicious and violent mm-hmm. and costly. But it it's even occurs very commonly in like different schools and different things along those lines. Monsters University, they stole a mascot for the other team. In Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, there was an instance where Will Smith's character, the Fresh Prince, went and stole the mascot for a, a team they were going to play and wore it around and was acting like the other team's mascot doing really weird stuff. So this is a very historic thing that has crossed a lot of bridges into popular culture to the point that it likely was due to the Army-Navy rivalry that started the mascot theft sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if it's specifically the origin, but it is definitely something that is continued throughout sports to a certain degree, so much so that it mostly now is done at the high school ranks and less college. Yeah, and I know someone that in their freshman year of college, they went and stole a buffalo from some other school nearby UC. I don't know what it was to. <laughs> I don't know why, but there was a big, I don't know, not paper mache, but some kind of model of a buffalo that they put in the back of a pickup truck and stole. And I'm like, how is that number one best prank? Like, oh, these, these the writers of that article was just like, oh, just could not stop laughing. They stole a goat. <laughs> My headphones fell off. <laughs> I'm alive. Oh man! Versus a 400 yards of pig lard. Nah. I mean, I would. I definitely agree with you that the pig lard is a, a a bigger prank, but also it was a lot more dangerous. No one died that we know of. Look, this is ancient uh, times, prehistoric, according pre-est. to your timeline. No, no. Yeah, pretty much. But anyway, that's uh, that is all of my hard hitting news for today. Sweet. Awesome. All right. Now on to the ski primer. No, we're all out of time. Just treat it like the hockey primer and do it real quick. Like Uh, skiing uh, dates back really long, long, long ago. Uh You put two sticks on your feet and there are two ways to do it. You go down a hill or you uh, slide your feet back and forth with your little stickies and go across country and that you race that there you go. Weirdly enough, we now know everything we need to know about skiing. (laughs) And there we are. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I uh, I had fun. Yeah, I uh, was caught completely off guard by your sudden hostile takeover. Hostile, hostile. Yeah, it was pretty hostile. But it was also a good a good diversion, and I got to talk about some of these things that I've been uh, just chuffed to look at all this time. No, it definitely was really fun. I hope the audience enjoyed your hostile takeover. You know, I'm going to say it. You basically took today's episode and went, you know what GMFST needs? Distractable Mark. No, that's not what it is. That's not what it is at all. I've just been waiting in the wings here all along. That guy, you know, he's an idiot, but I'm not. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, if you want to find some clips of episodes or something, we have a page for that. But definitely go check out the merch store. We got pins. Mm, Brand new pins. Nice. Yeah. Store.gmfst.com. 
But yeah, go check those out. I believe they're just pre-order right now, but they'll be fun. Now you have stuff you can stick inside your pendant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, stick that in your pendant. (laughs) But yeah, thank you, Mark. I totally was uh, not expecting this. And I I award you 10 points. Oh, wait wait a minute. Hold on here. Hold on here. Is this distractible, Tyler? But at the end of the day, the only winners are the audience. They get a million points. They get to host the next episode of GMFST. Uh-huh. Wow. All right. The audience will uh, will use their spirits to uh, enter our recording zone, and we will definitely uh, obey their whims. <laughs> any, any final words, Mark? Anything else you want to add? Nope. I'm good. Video coming soon exclusively on Spotify, and we'll probably see you over there sooner than I originally expected. So Mm -hmm. have a good one. All right. Bye. Bye.